0: Hi, thanks so much for joining us. This is Shannon from SIS, the number four teachers.org. In today's podcast, we're going to be talking about fractions. Brace yourself because fractions are coming to the most of people's mass pacing coming up in your schedule. Whether or not you start fractions in January, February, or maybe even March, I know that most of our M3 schools will be focused on fractions in the near future with the way the timing of the year is. With that in mind, we want to dive into how we get these fraction tools in your mass salad bar ready for student use. Just joining us in this series, read more about the importance of the mass salad bar on our blog or catch up on our first post of this series about place value manipulatives at sis4teachers.org. The dry erase labels that we have in the mass salad bar drawers are one of my favorite parts of the whole concept. While some materials might live in the salad bar indefinitely, such as counters and be counting buddies for the younger grades or dice, etc. Most of these tools will rotate on and off the salad bar as they are needed. Those dry erase labels make it easier to have your mass salad bar support your current unit. Our recent fraction blog post on our website is full of ideas for actually using fraction tools in a variety of ways for math concepts that students might be learning. We also have one of our favorite games to play with the fraction tiles, which is uncover cover, which is also available for free download in our store. Today, we'll focus on how to get the fraction tools organized so that they're ready to go for you when you start your fractions unit. Fraction tiles. If you're making a first-time purchase of fraction tiles, I would recommend finding the tiles that have the percentages on the back. Mine um, have decimals on the back, and while that's great to show the connection between decimals, fractions, and decimal uh, decimals, fractions, and percentages, I opt for just the per- percentages for simplicity. A word of caution, fraction tiles are a great conceptual tool for second and third graders as they start to understand equivalent fractions. When students are first trying to wrap their brains around concepts of fractions, it's really important that they can visualize it. However, as students get into the upper grades, they tend to rely on the guess and check method by literally just grabbing the tiles and holding them up against the others to see if they'll fit and find an equivalent instead of actually really conceptualizing and applying their understanding. One caveat about this tool is that the values of the fractional parts of the tiles are stamped on the tiles itself. It makes the use of this tool very specific and if you would be wanted to challenge your students you could really can't really change the whole number. For example if you wanted to turn the half into the whole and ask students to find the half of the new whole That might be difficult because the values are preconceived and labeled so clearly. All that aside, there's a lot of really great things to do with fraction tiles. Fractions are made of hard plastic, so unfortunately they're a little bit loud, which is something you want to consider. They come on a tray, which you would think would be an added focus for both storage and usage. But even if kids put the tiles in order on the tray just perfectly, it's inevitable when they pick up the tray from the mass salad bar, the tiles will be all over the place before students go back to their seats. One of my favorite storage solutions for fraction tiles which we have talked about in the place value videos and blogs is photo containers. Since most people don't really print off pictures for boxes anymore, you can put fraction tiles in them. They fit perfectly into the five by seven boxes that you can buy at Michael's Hobby Lobby, Joanne Fabrics, sometimes even at Costco. The boxes usually fit neatly in a carrying case with six in a row and is easily stored on top of your mass salad bar where students could select the individual boxes to remove and take to their seats. As well as the place value manipulatives, we want to make sure our fraction tiles are labeled as well. We always seem to have a misfit tool that finds itself usually right in the middle of your reading lesson, which completely interrupts all of your instruction. If you create a misfit toolbox on top of your math salad bar, those tools will have, be placed there from on the floor so students can stay focused on your instruction. Then the student, is in, whoever's in charge of the math salad bar that week, can check the basket and return the misfit tools to their sets. How many do I need? Ideally, in a classroom, I think 15 cents a fraction tiles is plenty. I base my recommendation on classes of about 30, but I know classes over the U.S. have different amounts of students. Within With, with 30 students, if you have a guided math group of 10, you might have enough there for each student to have their own individual set. And then you'd have five of them left over in the salad bar for kids who might be doing math by myself that so they can go ahead and access them. If you were doing a whole class activity with fraction... So the kids would work with a partner with a set of fractions and split the res- responsibility for manipulating the tiles. Labeling and storing the fraction tiles. In the video on our website at sis4teachers.org or if you check out our YouTube, I'll demonstrate how to set up the tools in the 5x7 photo boxes. Keep the labeling easy. You can just do a single dot, a letter, anything you want. I did a letter on my set of tiles. This would ensure that if one fraction tile were to find the floor, later it would be returned to the proper place. Our next tool we're gonna talk about is colored papers. This is one of my favorite fraction tools to use with students as it really promotes more of a conceptual understanding than we have, you know, really for any of our students to be able to see fractions in. The tool doesn't really exactly have a mathematical term. Some people call it model paper, some people call it colored paper sequence of fractions or even um you know they might even call them area model papers this idea came from my friend mike godfrey a colleague who i did some consulting with for staff development for educators who showed me on a collaborative webinar we did together these colored papers are a great next step after kids have had a lot of exposure to fraction tiles because they don't have the fractional parts actually written on them. And for 5th grade, when we're adding and subtracting with mixed numbers, kids could technically use two sets of your cards or easily change the size of the whole because they're blank, making the colored papers. These colored papers are pretty simple. Though they don't take they do take some preparation. We start with five different colors. I prefer to use cardstock for durability, but you could use paper if that's what you have. In the video on my website and on um, on YouTube, you'll have um, a red as the whole, an orange, the half, the the blue would be the fourth, and the yellow would be eighth, and the green you could actually cut into sixteenths. But there is no magic to the colors. Just whatever colors you have on hand, make sure it's consistent across all the sets. Since these tools are a little bit labor-intensive, intens- I would try to enlist some help. You can have a free template in our store that has all the cut lines on it created for you as a tool so that you can just print and copy on the different colors and all your helpers will follow the pattern. You might have some more meticulous students that help with that process. Um, in one of our m three classes, MQ classes, we did the Fraction um, workshop, and then the watchdogs in their school, which are dads that come to their school to help out, help the teachers make the set uh, of these. Um, of these. With all the work that it takes to create these sets, by the time you're printing it, you're cutting it out, it would be worth you know an extra step just to laminate the sets. I know that sounds like a lot, but it seems that an unlaminated paper just invites students to you know, a little annotation, whether accidentally or on purpose. So laminating ensures the tool has longer life on your mass salad bar. How many sets do I need? For this, you could also do similar to the fraction tiles and do 15 sets per students to share. If you really felt like you wanted to be more exploratory, you could give every single student a set as you watch kids model, but it's also really great for kids to share a set because they are able to kind of have conversation and sort of conceptualize how one person might be viewing how they're seeing it versus the other. Labeling and storing the area model papers. Once you cut all the pieces, you can put them together in some kind of a clip. I know it seems redundant, but I really like that label as the set because it's inevitable that one, I promise you, will end up on the floor. Whether you write a letter at the bottom quarter or a dot pattern, make sure you label the sets so you can return the individual pieces to their home. Last up, we have pattern blocks. Most people have this misconception that pattern blocks have a limited use with fractions because although the blocks aren't labeled, they're pretty fixed, right? The hexagon is the whole, the rest of the blocks are designed to fit in that structure. Therefore, the red trapezoid is half, and the rhombus is a, rhombus is a third, and the triangle is a sixth. And so it seems you can only use those fractions. However, These are great to have in your mass salad bar, and there are so many things you can do with them. Read more about our pattern blocks and check out the video on our YouTube channel for how you can use these with addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. I just love the pattern blocks. I've seen some classrooms that... To save time, just leave the pattern blocks in a giant tub that they come in have the students come up with a salad bowl and grab a scoop and they go to their table. However, tubs of pattern blocks usually have wooden colored pieces that you can make a star width, or orange squares, or neither shape, those are really helpful with fractions. So sorting the fraction blocks ahead of time is really necessary step to make sure that the blocks you need are have the right number for the kids to be able to use with the very examples you have set for them. So sorting the sets, my pattern blocks usually consist of three hexagons, six red trapezoids, nine blue rhombuses, and 12 green triangles. We have enough blocks to cover the whole in the case of the three hexagons. We don't usually have enough triangles to completely cover all three hexagons, but as long as you control the fractions of your example, I find that 12 green triangles is plenty. We don't usually want to go up into 18th, and this can be a bit too big for the manipulative use. With the collection of pattern blocks, you can do lots of different things. For mixed numbers, you could have two hexagons and a trapezoid. That would equal two and a half, you could also change the hole to be two hexagons and ask what shape would be half, which would be based on our new hole, which would be a hexagon, or what shape would be one-fourth of that hole. In that case, it would be the trapezoid. I like pattern blocks because it brings in fractions that are sometimes more tricky to represent with fraction tiles or area model plate papers, especially ninths when using the rhombuses. How many sets do you need? I almost always have kids partner up when using the pattern block, so you would still need 15 sets for students to share based on a class set of 30. Labeling and sorting the pattern blocks. There are certain things I don't like to do in a Ziploc bag. But with pattern blocks, you're just dumping them out and and kind of sorting them on the table. The blocks are colored and chunky, so it's easier for students to see, to kind of sort out the shapes. It's unnecessary to label the pattern blocks, but it's a really great idea to have a tub maybe on your salad bar so that if students come back and find that their bag is missing the number of pattern blocks that they're needed, they can just go back and replace it. Now you're ready to face those fractions until really units really heads on arm with a fully stocked, organized, full mass salad bar to help fractions make sense for your students. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll hope to see you again on a new podcast coming soon.